the main reason for that is women are like they're not afraid to ask for help. Wow. Guys have so much shame asking for help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that same ego stops them from having success. All right, welcome to another episode of Mental Cannabis, Alex. Today I have a real treat for you. I have two world-class entrepreneurs. One of them is Michael, and Michael, we had another episode a few weeks ago. And can you introduce yourself a little bit for a minute, just for all the people who haven't seen the episode before? Uh, yeah, man. So uh, Michael owns multiple companies in the health and fitness space, and uh, just hanging out here with some great guys, Alex and Dave. And I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about. Awesome. And Dave, you are one of the best dating coaches. I mean, even your social media is insane. The videos that you produce and the, the people, the life that you change from the people, it's very interesting and how you help them to get girls, basically. And what inspired you to become a dating coach? Yeah, man, I think for me, growing up, I was always kind of very shy, like a very anxious guy. I didn't know what I was doing around girls. And I always kind of had this dream of being that guy who could just kind of talk to girls and say whatever and never had to run out of things to say. So that kind of made that my mission early on as a young guy to figure that out. I uh, kind of threw myself into the fire, uh, going out, approaching girls, making that happen until I got to the point where, you know, approaching thousands of girls, going on tons of dates. And really getting to the point where conversationally, I was really proficient. Confidence-wise, I, I knew what I was doing and I felt good. And uh, really just getting to the level where I felt like I could help other guys. And that's when I started getting into coaching and creating content and that sort of thing. And uh, it's sort of been like a steady, steady rise and steadily getting better since, since that point. Okay, interesting. I think um, the problem of most people is that they are very, they're not confident. So what did you do to gain confidence? Yeah, in terms of gaining confidence, I think a big part of it is going out there, getting experience and kind of challenging your beliefs. If you think about confidence, what's actually stopping you from being confident? A lot of these insecurities and a lot of these beliefs that you have about the world, like women aren't going to like me. I'm not good looking enough. Uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not saying the wrong thing. Yeah. And a lot of us, I don't know what to say either. And once you start getting those conversations, you start figuring out, all right, You know, here's what I can do at this point. This is what I screwed up. I'll do this differently next time. And then as you get into more interactions, you iterate, you improve, you get better. And you start learning what works, what doesn't work. You keep applying that. And as you get more of those positive reference experiences, the confidence, you know, starts coming in waves. Because at that point, it's like, oh, I thought that I wasn't good enough for women. I thought this girl was on my lead, out of my league. And now all of a sudden I get a date with her. And it challenges that belief and it creates, yeah. it kind of closes that gap and creates the confidence. And, you know, I can actually, I can vouch for Dave because I've gone out with Dave a few times. And I, <laughs> like this guy, like, you know, I also saw him on Instagram and I was like, okay, he's a dating coach. But when you see him in person, like he does this five, four, three, two, one, boom. And then like, you just turn your head and you look back and he's like, girl, like on top of him. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, he, he goes up to a group of girls, which I thought was, also, like for me, this is tough. This is a tough one. For, for me, I find that to be tough. He's just such a natural, and he highlighted the confidence and consistency of like treating it like you go back to the drawing board and you learn. I'm sure you must have been doing that for like how long now? Like, how long have you been? Ma- you're, I, I consider you a master. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've gone out with a lot of guys up from all, like, all walks of life, like, all levels of attractiveness and so forth. Uh, you know, gone out with them as a friend. <laughs> but I feel like I've never seen one, anyone do it as like smooth as you 
So I'm, I'm curious, like, how long have you been mastering that for? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a steady process of, like, the last 12 to 13 years, 12 to 13 of, years. of, like, getting better, kind of, like, perfecting the craft, you know, getting out there, having conversations. I uh, also kind of having the self-awareness to realize, all right, you know, there's always something new to learn, always something to get better at, you know, always, always kind of, you know, never feeling like I'm too good to learn something new, Yeah. you know? Uh, and then I, I think also it comes down to just kind of having like a genuine like love for women and just like, yeah. you know, appreciation of women, appreciation of good feminine energy. I think, especially with the red pill stuff that happens nowadays, all these guys are having these Whoa. negative opinions. Yeah. Oh, women, they, they want money. They're trying to rip you off. Like, yeah, that's it. And and they kind of, it's almost like they're waging a war against women. Yeah. And I think a lot of women can feel that. And, and when you're a guy who genuinely like cares about them, you understand them, and you show that, it, it shows up in your interactions, and it can come yeah. across really smooth. And I don't know about you, Alex, but maybe I'm one of those guys where I've, I've led with my financial success. And I think it's because of that red pill, blue pill concept where it's just like, I'll, I'll sadly sometimes find myself like treating women with that type of approach. Well, that's the problem. Because a lot of guys, I was just talking to the guy in my Instagram comments the other day. He's like, man, women only want money. Like I take, I take all these women out to dinners and this and that, yeah. and then they only want me for my money. It's like, bro, if you lead with your money, with your money then yeah. the types of women you're going to attract are the girls who are attracted to you leading with your money. You told me the same thing. Yeah. Like, you're going to invite them. Well, <laughs> if you like, you know, if these are the type of girls that you're going after, like, you know, we call it like, the, the whole concept of them being like, if that's the paradigm that they're in, then naturally you're going to. Fall, they, they, yeah, and that's going to call your entire perception of women is like, right. oh, they only want me for my money right. because I'm only getting women who want me for my money because yeah. I'm leading that way. But if you meet women who are like doctors and lawyers or like have have their own. Well, yeah, that's part of it. But then also part of it is like, how are you managing the interaction from the very beginning? Like, how are you putting yourself out there? Like, are you, are you trying to take her to a super fancy dinner on the first date? Or are you grabbing a coffee, grabbing a drink and actually getting to know her and then saving that sort of thing for maybe the second or third day. Um, and then really, you know, seeing if there's chemistry on that first, those first right. few, yeah. which can be a good thing too. And yeah, that's crazy. So anyways, Alex, what were you saying, man? I feel like we just kind of like, what are the common mistakes what men are doing on the first dates? Common mistakes guys make on the first date, I would say, I mean, there's a bunch, man. Uh, one, and just, I, I see this a lot, guys talking too much about themselves. And a lot of times, guys won't just talk too much about themselves. They'll tell pointless stories with a lot of pointless details that are just super boring. And, <laughs> and, and the girl sitting there listening, she's like, what the hell is this guy talking about? He's talking to me about his job, his career, his car, his house, this or that. He's trying to drop in subtle, subtle brags. And it just comes across really weird, like you're trying to hard to impress her. And there's a disconnect that that's going to create. Right. Uh, that's a big thing. The other big thing is just not being able to, to move things forward throughout the day, both within the actual conversation, you know, what types of things you're talking about, how are you connecting, how are you flirting, uh, and then, like, even physically, are you leading to a different venue, making it feel like the, you know, the connection is growing, are you, are you trying to take things to the next step, or are you just sitting at the bar with her for three hours, right. or sitting at dinner with her for three hours and not pushing anything, right? Um, so that's another big thing. And then even just the whole frame going into the day, right? For a lot of guys... They go in with this frame, like, okay, I, I hope this girl likes me. I hope, like, I can perform well. Rather, and that's the worst frame to be in, because then the whole day you're trying to impress her, rather than actually going in and being like, all right, I know I'm cool. I want to see if she's cool. That, yeah. I want to see if there's chemistry right. uh, and see if it's worth hanging out with her again. Mm -hmm. um, 
that's a much better frame to kind of come from. One hundred percent. Yes, I mean that even the, the confidence what you need as a man is like, of course you want to have a second date. I yeah. Mean, what else? You know, it's yeah. just like, and, and this is I think that the confidence what the other person feels. Yeah. I like so I'm gonna tell you guys what I do because I I'm a phenomenal person. <laughs> okay. I know this is all girls like getting mad if I'm alone like after the first date, but I find that a good frame state of mind that they they talked about that I do is I play the role of being extremely mysterious. So they're like, so what do you do? I do a lot of things. It doesn't mean about you. Like I'm always kind of like in, in, a, in, a, in a cute charismatic way, not talking about myself, wanting to get to know them, but not like interviewing them, right? They just said, like, listening to what they tell me, listening to their stories, like diving deep. And I think I do it even with, with you guys and we're hanging out and I'm genuinely listening. But um, I think that the frame of, I'm curious to see if I like this girl as opposed to let me go ahead and tell her about everything about me, what I do, who I am, and try to like prove who I am to her. More of like, I want her to kind of impress me. That frame is better. And then naturally the woman, at the, it, again, we still want to participate in questions, but naturally the woman feels this need to, uh, to like satisfy you. And like, oh, I want him to like me. And by her acting like, okay, I want him to like me, then the date tends to go more smooth if you're taking you cut kind of call to action. Like if you're not just staying up for three hours, but you say, hey, we just had a coffee. Do you want to go enjoy the sunset? Let's go watch the sunset now. Or do you want to go, you know, are you hungry? Have some coffee or whatever. The, kind of have a, you're, yeah, you want to lose the date. Yeah, like slowly leading forward. Then yeah, to your point, just kind of keeping the conversation focused on her. Right. Right. And, and you can still share details about yourself, yeah. but you do it in, in a more of a subtle way. You know, you don't need to go in depth into your business or your right. career, the finer details. You can kind of give her a broad overview uh, and just kind of hit the high points if you want to, and then turn the conversation back over to her, right? Rather than just give her your whole life story in the first day. Yeah. But this is basically communication. So, I mean, if you meet somebody and you try to be an interesting person, you just lose that person completely. Yeah. That's what I do when I meet somebody. I just try to be interested. So, yeah. And I let yeah. speak for like Very 80% well. and yeah. then I just, I'm just listening because when I speak, like in general, if I meet other people, I can't learn. So that's the reason why I just listen and I ask so many questions and just be curious about the other person. Like, what is behind this person? What, what is this person doing? So, and, and everybody feels so special because everybody loves to speak about themselves all the time. Yeah. And, and then they're like, oh my God, this conversation was so amazing. But I didn't speak at all. I think, yeah. I think what you're talking about, Alex, works for like overall communication. Yeah. Women, you know, there's a book that where they, they looked into uh, what women search on like Google and stuff. Women naturally are attracted to men who's mysterious, kind of like secretive, and kind of like vampire kind of approach, right? Yeah. You've, you've heard that, you've heard that, like, that's why women love like vampires, like yeah. these men who are like dark and mysterious. So I think, you know, it's, it's less about just not only listening, right, but more about being mysterious and, and not just trying to showboat everything you do, because the more mysterious you are, like, it actually turns her on, right? Uh, there was like an Andrew Tate kind of statement out there, I forgot who it was, was like, like, I don't know if I can trust you yet to tell you, you know, what I do, or I don't know if I can trust you yet. Yeah. It makes you feel like, oh no, no, yeah, you can't trust me. And here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how I'm special. So I think that's a good way to, for guys to do that on the first date. Um, but Dave, so I struggle with, I talked to you about this in private. I struggle with making the initial Interaction, yeah. the approach. So that's my struggle. The, the approach, approach. For, what? for what? For anything. For, so like it could be the approach on Instagram, the approach on 
uh, just go out at a club or a bar. So I'm, I got so conditioned from, you know, as a, a, a maybe more attractive guy to have women come to me or to for women to make the approach or somehow like yeah, I would think it depends which price tag do you have. I mean, if you if you know your values and if you put a lot of effort in your life, it's not that you chase women, it's women chase you. It's yeah, so I, I got conditioned to that, right? Yeah. But I think you also come off as intimidating when you are well put together and so forth. And women now also might not feel comfortable to, to make that approach. So what, what Dave does and I find very impressive is that Dave is really good at the approach. He's really good at just making a genuine connection, just talking to somebody and then seeing where things go from there. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the way I see it from a high level is like if you're trying to be a successful guy, you have a vision for how you want your life to be, then, then how could this... This one little girl, or like this one, this one like woman, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm canceled. Oh shit! I'm canceled. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> well, I'm canceled. I'm gonna say while, while, while we're cutting, just heads up, I think your screws are making some noise too. Oh sorry, I better just. Yeah, take yeah, yeah. Take one, take one. But uh, he's like, let's really cut all this. All right, all right, all right. All right, restart. Let's go. Little crop. So, so the way I see it, man, when it comes to approaching, just kind of looking at it from a high level, right? You're trying to be a successful guy. You have like a vision for yourself, for your future, for what you want. Then, how could one woman, uh, you know, going up and talking to her, how could that be the thing that scares you? How could that be the thing that stops you that from stops creating something you. that you want in your life? So, just from a high level, it's like there's no chance I'm going to let anyone stop me. Right. Um, so if I have an opportunity in front of me with the girl I want to meet, there's no chance I'm not going to take that. That's powerful. Why wouldn't I take that? Um, and this is like the high level view, right? And then, and then if you dial it down, there's little things you can do, like little action steps, your physiology, just to kind of get out of your head, get into your body, be feeling good, your energy yeah. levels on point. So that way, you know, when you're not so in your head, it's a lot easier to go up there, start the conversations, that sort of thing. Uh, and then even on top of that, just doing like progressive, uh, sort of progressive exposure where. You know, maybe if you're really having a hard time going up and telling a girl she's cute, maybe you just go up and ask for directions, or you go up, you know, hey, look, where's the nearest Starbucks? And you just you just show yourself you can get into a risk-free interaction without dying, right? Basically, and then when you show yourself that, then and do sort of these little micro approaches, then you can do more and more of the bigger approaches and kind of you know sort of progressive overload the way that you have your communication. Yeah, yeah, that comes down to just I don't I don't practice it. You know, I've been spoiled. Yeah, I've been spoiled. Right. I also have had long-term relationships, and then um, I also got spoiled with success. Then I just didn't really need to, uh, you know, girls who just. But it's, it's almost like golden handcuffs in a way, right? right you right. can go with handcuffs at like corporate America. You want to have a really good right. job, you know, really sure to quit. But like here, you're used to women coming to you. Right. You're used yeah. to having relationships. You haven't had to kind of be out there going about the hunt, right? Right. And uh, and I still don't have to. Yeah. But kind of like what you said that you hit the nail on the head, which I think you should like really highlight this is how can you be successful? How can you be, you know, a good communicator? How can you have all these core values, how, how you see yourself as an alpha, masculine, so forth, male, and then be intimidated by the act of prospecting or walking up to a woman? Like that's like, 
you can't qualify as all those other traits and let that one it's just incongruent it's just incongruent, incongruent. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. yeah but I think what, what you know always to the, the first step right so <clears throat> I think for example when I come in the gym and I see somebody like a lady she's looking at me twice then I don't expect that she's coming to me and say hi it's like what I observe and she's like oh she's looking twice to make sure she's interested yeah. and then I just find a way to to grab a weight what is next to her and just say hi, for example, like just on a, on a, on a natural way. But it's, it's always important, I think, that you have to make the first step and you don't wait and you're like, why is nobody texting me? You know, yeah. this, this is... And I think most people, the reason why they're not taking action is they are afraid of being rejected. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a core fear of being rejected, a core fear of maybe, you know, I'm not good enough if I get rejected. Uh, and for a lot of people, that maybe that comes from like a childhood thing. And they're just afraid to face it. How did you deal with rejection in the beginning? Man, I think I was just used to being rejected my whole life. Like I, like I was, I was always kind of the guy who was on, like on the outside looking in with my friend group. Like I was the young guy people would pick on. You know what I mean? So I, I just grew up just used to just that feeling of not being good enough. So if I'm coming from that, it can't get any worse. I mean, I mean, like I'm already at the bottom. Let's just climb out of this pit. Let's right. get to where I want to get to. Like whatever. If I, if I get rejected, who cares? By like, you know, some, you know, whatever, whatever woman, but like a 30 second approach doesn't matter. Like, let me just keep doing it. Cause then the other side of it is I just stay at the bottom. Why would I do that? Right. So let me claw my way out of here. That was kind of always the, uh, the thought process there. I mean, that's basically a number scheme. It's like the sales. You have like 10 sales call. Maybe one of them is well, buying something. Well, so part, part of it's a numbers game, but then you also, like there's guys out there, the pro essential girls will still suck. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's part of it's like, you want to get a lot of volume in terms of like going out there, talking to girls, swiping on girls online. Well, you also want to be able to reflect, you know, intelligently about what you did wrong, what you can do better. Uh, once, you got the process. once you got the confidence part down with the volume, yeah. you need to refine it because it's, even in sales, you could have a, a thousand leads, but if you're not closing any of them, you haven't refined your skills, then those thousand yeah. leads will be in. Yeah, and then the so, danger is if you start perceiving women badly because of that. Like, oh, yeah. I approach 100 girls. Or you learn really bad habits. Yeah. In the process. Yeah, it's, it's like learning to ski or something, right? Like, yeah. if, if you try teaching yourself, you might have a bunch of bad habits. Then the ski instructor has to come in and kind of like untie all those bad habits. You get to relearn it, kind of reprogram you. A lot of times that can happen with dating too, where it's like, all right, you know, like for example, when I work with guys, I have to see them come in with all these bad habits. It's like, bro. I know you've had this belief. I know you've had this approach or this style, but we need to be able to, to cut back on that and try this new thing. And then once they are, they're able to do that and be open to it, they can really start having success. So kind of talking about the guys that you work with, what age demographic they usually come to you? Like what's your, I mean, it's usually the guys in the twenties and thirties, the guys who've been like successful in business, successful in their careers. And maybe they haven't had time to focus on dating or, you know, they just, it's always been a fear for them. They just never kind of tackled it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, maybe they had a relationship for a long time and just got out of one, things like that, and kind of looking to tackle it better. How important is social media when it comes to dating? And have the uh, very nice-looking media profile. Yeah. yeah, man. So a lot of guys have huge blind spots when it comes to, to like Instagram, dating profiles, all that. I hear so many guys, oh, I just want to meet your women in person. I don't want to do any of this online stuff. And it's like, bro... We're in 2023. Like, you know, this isn't this isn't 1990. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like if you're just if you're not using any online stuff at all, and other guys are, you're gonna get lapped. Like, it's just, like because it's not just 
oh, I'm going to go message girls on Instagram. Like building out a solid Instagram with solid photos. None of this like bullshit selfies or like yeah, it's awkward group photo. I just took a selfie. <laughs> but you know, like the guys who are just constantly, you know, taking low quality selfies everywhere they hey, go. And for a while. You're going to go delete that video. Yeah. <laughs> for a while, I don't have a lot of selfies, but I used to back in the days. Uh, but for a while, I even had just a, my wolf logo <laughs> on my profile photo. And he's like, he's like, People who don't have a phone, and I'm like, right away, I'm like, all right, I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah. I already part of the reel. I was like, I want to have real people because I don't want to chat with a cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Change it. Change it. Uh, that's no, no, for sure though. But, but but basically, you know, these guys who who just have terrible Instagrams, it doesn't just affect you messaging girls. It also affects, you know, when you approach girls, say so you get a girl's Instagram. And she goes and sees your profile, and it's just complete shit. And she's not gonna want to hang out with you. Like you just look like right. a guy who doesn't have it. Who doesn't have it together. Right. Right. Um, I agree. So this is something you need to have on point. You need to have at least like ten to fifteen solid photos on your grid. If you're not good at taking photos, bro, that's not an excuse. Go hire a photographer. It's not that expensive. Get get your style on point. Hire a photographer and go get these photos. Like it's not. It's a non-negotiable of what you should be doing as a high value guy now. Right. Um, so that having a good main profile picture, having a good bio and just, you know, representing yourself well to the world. Not only is it going to matter professionally, but also dating wise. Uh, dude, I had a guy comment. It's, it's funny. Too, I was talking about this yesterday. The guys who always do like, hate comments on my videos, they always have. No, I look at their main, main picture. And it's like some awkward selfie where they can't see their face or they have like, cow ears. <laughs> and it's like, bro, what are you self-awareness level? Complete zero. over here. And you're trying to give advice. What are you doing? Um, see, that's that's part of it too. As you develop these things, you become more self-aware as well, because uh, you have to in order to build a good profile. And that's yeah. Like that. yeah, that's very well said. Um, and again, I'll, I'll repeat this statement. Like I, I've seen this guy in action. I've seen Dave in action. And you guys who do follow me, or or, or, or maybe now you go look at my narrative online, uh, I speak truth. Like this guy in real life, I have seen him go to in different environments, multiple groups of girls, and but let's let's make a deep dive. Yeah, so it's crazy. let's say you have a group of girls, and this is a this is a tough one. I mean, if you meet somebody like on the street in the gym, it's it's very That's easy. Not day. But what is yeah? Let's say for the majority. For the majority, it's easy. It's like yes, everybody loves you. But for the majority, you have a group of girls, and let's say everybody is looking good. So how do you how do you pick that one in a smooth way? What is your what is your pickup line? What is your strategy? Wait, I don't have any crazy pickup lines, man. All my stuff, I just keep it super, super simple. And, and as far as groups, you know, I think, you know, I actually flip it on. I think groups are even easier because then you get the group to talk to each other. You can get, you can get them interacting with each other and with you. You can play the girls off of each other and it actually makes it easier to be social. And, and you also are coming in from a standpoint of, oh, this guy, he didn't just have the balls to talk to me. He approached me and four of my friends, right? Like this guy's gonna have some courage, and and so your value goes up a little bit in your eyes too, rather than just going and approaching a girl on the street or on the gym, or something like that. Right? And something you told me, you were like, you know, and when you go, make sure you talk to everyone. Yeah, you don't want to just be that guy who only talks to the one girl that you like, and then you ignore the other girls, and then they pull her away. It's not a savvy move. What's the best thing to do is there's always gonna be one or two girls in the group usually, uh, who are, they just look a little bit more open, right? Maybe their body language is a little open. Maybe they're kind of like looking around a little bit, almost like expecting something to happen. Those are the girls that you want to start with. You know, basically go in, you know, uh, let's say if there's a circle, you see a couple girls on the outskirts of it, 
kind of like showing those signs. You, you can go up sort of with them, like say like you're kind of around them. You're like, hey guys, you get their attention. The rest of the group looks on. Yeah, you guys look like fun. How's your night going? Right. And then maybe you're going to start talking to these first two girls and then you can play them off the rest of the group. They start engaging with you too. And then what looked like an intimidating interaction actually becomes a pretty easy one. Right. So how does your private life look like? Subscribe to our private channel. I've had some great relationships. Like I, I had a great relationship uh, with an amazing girl that went basically six years um, up until last year. And there were some, there were some things that, you know, that weren't going to work out long term. So you were basically a, a dating coach when you were in a relationship also. Yeah. So how, how did you handle that? What was the work? Yeah. Well, you, you're you're always kind of in the game, you know, because I'm you know I'm still giving advice, I'm giving tips. So I, you know, I'm very, you know, I always understand kind of the pulse of how things are dating wise, even if I'm not out there and feeling myself, just because I'm constantly helping guys with current situations that they're going through, right? And the good part about that is if I'm coming out of a long relationship, whereas maybe a lot of guys will struggle and figure out what do I do. It's like for me, it's just all right. I'm already off and running. Let's just just keep going. Um, but I think a big thing for me that, that I've worked on is is making sure that my next relationships come from a really healthy place. That they're with girls that are compatible with me. Um, that they're in a place that I want to be living in because that's been my biggest thing. Trying to figure out a, a good place to live and kind of plant roots, um, especially over the last year. That, that's been my main focus. Is looking. I've been kind of scouting different places I want to live, and once I find that place then it's going to be much easier to build a relationship there rather than, you know, I think the mistake I've made in the past is meeting cool girls in different cities around the world and not loving that city and trying to like maybe go back, visit them, make it work. And it just like never quite fit rather than just being like, all right, I'm in the city. I want to stick around here. I'm going to have some roots here. Let me actually pick up and meet some really cool girls here. And that I have a little different situation than most because I've been basically traveling around the world for ten years, right? Most else, yeah, yeah. Mo most guys are going to have like already roots planted, um, so that's kind of where my where my stuff differs. But uh, yeah, just focus on having good, healthy relationships with great girls, uh, meeting great girls, and finding a good place to live where I can build those good relationships. What is your favorite place so far to live? There's some good spots, man. There's some good spots. I mean, I like uh, I like South America a lot. I like Colombia. I haven't been to Argentina yet, but that's definitely on my list. I always like Mexico. I like Mexico City a lot. I, I used to love it a lot. That, that was kind of, Mexico City kind of had its heyday. I think now it's been kind of overcrowded by, I guess, gringos like us. But like, like when I was, I was over there back, back in like the early days yeah. before it was like super mainstream. Like people still think Mexico City was dangerous. Like that's when I was there. And I was still a little dangerous. Yeah. Well, everywhere in Latin America is going to have like a little bit of an edge to it. But um, what I would say is, uh, yeah, there's going to be, like, every city kind of has a timeline, right? Um, and certain cities are going to be really cool yeah. for a certain amount of time. And then they're going to get a little bit too mainstream over time. And then they won't be, they won't be as cool, right? right? You might be walking around, walking down the street in Mexico City now, and you're going to see big groups of gringos walking around everywhere you go, just talking like they're in California, right? right? And, and that... You know, for me, it takes a little bit out of the experience of being in Mexico. Like, I'm over there speaking Spanish, eating tacos, like, you know, hanging out with locals. And right. it's, a, it's a bit of a different vibe when that type of stuff is going on. Um, it's funny, man. I was actually talking to my buddy who, <laughs> who lives in Mexico City. And, uh, and, he, and he was there with me during the heyday. And he's like, bro, they, they had, a, they had a, uh, a protest the other day 
to, to, to want to kick out the gringos from Condesa, which is like the main neighborhood of Mexico City. And he's like, bro, I almost wanted to go join him. I wanted to go join the protest. Because he's like, I'm tired of all these gringos out, but I'm one of you guys, though. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, yes, yeah, so the point is every city kind of kind of has its day. Um, there's obviously some cities that are better than others, but my next thing is like, like finding a cool city that's kind of on the come up, you know, a place that I can kind of plant roots on and enjoy. And then from there, everything else is going to be kind of become easier. Uh, you have a timeline? Yeah. Timeline? Yeah, for sure. By the end of this year, I want to have like a good spot, planted roots, uh, at least either one or two home bases and kind of go from there. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Michael, which challenges did you face when you were building business and dating at the same time? How did you balance it? Well, I, I built the business that really put me on the map, both financially and sort of reputation, I built with my ex fiance. So, you know, I think the challenge that I faced was separating relationship work and business. I think How a lot of you separate this? Because I, this, well, this is we didn't successfully do it. <laughs> She's my ex fiance. We have a great relationship now. Um, but me and you were actually talking to that sexual healer, remember? Yeah. Do yeah. you remember her name? Yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. We met the sexual healer. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> nah. But I, what I, you know, when you are, when your relationship is so intertwined into business and everything's kind of revolving around a startup, you know, growing and scaling, I, I personally was not, like, I, I should have at that time maybe hired a therapist or a sexual healer or somebody to re-spark that um, passion and that sexual chemistry that I had towards my ex-fiance. But for me personally, I was just so engulfed in work. And I saw her more as my co-founder, operations manager. So, you know, instead of waking up and saying, baby, all this stuff here, it was like, we have photo shoots, we have this, all the employees, all this stuff. And over a period of time, that continues to happen. We, we failed. I think the right way to do it is ideally try not to go into business with your significant other, is my opinion, right? But if you are already in, then you have to, I recommend seeking professional help to make sure that you guys are really having a healthy, romantic relationship still, because that's important. Well, you want to have like good boundaries throughout you or something like that, right? That's not, I haven't really worked with a partner. I've, kind of, I've had girls that I've been dating in my videos and things like that, but that's different than you know, running a full-fledged business with yeah. a partner. But definitely comes with the challenges. Yeah, I mean, I look up to some people who do it. Um, Hormozzi. Hormozzi. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. I think Christian and Buck Bunny, they have their own yeah. independent businesses. But I think it's independent businesses. Uh, and Hermosi and, and, and when I look at Hermosi and um, they don't really seem super close. They, you know, they're close, but their dynamics are different. I don't, I don't really feel a ton of like sexual energy from them. Or when I see them in podcasts together, I think there's a lot of companionship. I mean, she also has a very masculine energy when she's just beats the video. Right, so I think that's, like, for me personally, I know that that's not what I'm looking for in a female counterpart. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone's different. You have to find out what works for you. But that was, yeah, that was, that was one of the challenges that I faced. And I now self-reflecting on it, I'm like, oh, I would have done this different. I would have probably, you know, yeah. tried a little harder. To I, I, I think for me... I probably wouldn't want to get into like a full-fledged business with a partner, but but have you know it's good. It's, it would be good to have her like helping me out with some aspects yeah, of it, right? And that's a different dynamic. That's a different dynamic than than yeah, than what you were doing. Yeah, it's much so, easier to run. I may have great moments, but it was definitely um, challenging. 
I think there is an important, it's important that you focus on really going out of dates where you don't speak about business. Yeah. But I think it's difficult when you are involved in business together. Yeah, we would go on dates and talk about yeah. business. Yeah. We would go on dates and talk about business. And also, you know, I was young when I met her, I was 21, right? So we're looking at, we have maturity plays a huge role there too. And then you have uh, success plays a role there also. There are a lot of different variables, which I'm grateful for. So Dave, how can people reach out to you? When you want to look for, I need somebody, somebody who helps me, especially in dating, yeah. how can they find you? Yeah, the easiest way is just on my Instagram, right? Just dave.parada. Uh, I post up new reels there every day. Uh, just giving out different tips. You can drop me a DM. I'll see it. Uh, you can also go to beast-coaching.com if you want to get information about you know, actually working with me personally and uh, kind of get my help to create an awesome dating life for yourself. Uh, so those are the two main ways. I'm curious because I, I'm a big believer in it takes time to master something. And dating, you know, I think the most of what men do, we do for our significant other, right? Like in terms of like the decisions that we make both in the materialistic world and the business world, it's just to be to have the opportunity to meet the right. I think to some degree we all just function on that wavelength. Um, how long would you say one of your clients needs to be with you? To get to the, the stage that you're at, right? where it's just like secondhand nature and, it, and it's organic and it feels healthy, it's not going to be a one month thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, even even if they're already successful and attractive, you know, even and I, I'm like, hey, Dave, I'm going to hire you, right? And I, if I was to you, how many months for me to massive prospecting, fine tune? I'm in a relationship, by the way, but <laughs> but fine tune things. I'm just curious, what would that look like? Yeah, man. So. In terms of like getting to where I'm at, like I put in 12 years, but not everyone's trying to do that. Um, and, and you also, you, but you also, you fine tuned it in the 12 years. So how long would it yeah. be to teach it? Yeah. So, so the whole point of, of kind of when I work with guys is to be able to shave that time down, right? And it really gets into the point where they, yeah, they are proficient at approaching. Uh, they're getting dates. They're getting consistency. And for for what most guys typically want, they want to be able to to have options of cool girls that they're excited about. They want to be able to approach girls that they want without feeling a bunch of anxiety and nervousness. And they want to kind of lay the foundation to have a really solid relationship, a good, healthy relationship with a girl that's going to support them, right? And, and being able to achieve those things, you can do that pretty quickly. Like you can do that within two to three months, right? So if, months. if you're getting your, your blind spots pointed out, if you're getting, if you're taking consistent action, you're, you're, you're challenging your comfort zone. Because the difference, the difference is, and why it took me, you know, and it did take me 12 years to, really, to get to where I am. It's more so, you know, a, a lot of it was that those first, like, four to five years, and it was kind of fine-tuning from there. But I didn't have anyone to bounce ideas off of, or, like, I didn't have someone that, that was that was so far above me that I could just basically, I'm not saying that I'm, like, above my clients or anything, but, but just at, at an experience level, I didn't have anyone to kind of bounce ideas off of uh, and make improvements at that, at really, at that level. Well, you're being, That's why it took a lot longer. you're being politically correct. But you are above your clients when it comes to dating. Well, yeah, there's, there's certain things. Yeah, you, be be in, yeah, you want you want right. to be able to hire mentors and things like that. But right. in terms of like getting to that proficiency, once you're getting your blind spots pointed out, once you're and for a lot of guys, there's like a lack of self awareness around themselves and around dating. And as they come through and improve their dating life, they become more and more aware of themselves and and their limitations and maybe these these limiting beliefs that they've had. And as they clear up those. Just things start like happening quite quickly. You know, what yeah. I mean? like we have some guys who come and they'll start getting, you know, four or five dates a week, like within like three, four weeks. We've seen that happen multiple times. 
Um, see you guys be able to get girlfriends, you know, the first ever girlfriends, lose virginity all within a few months. Wow. Um, like the full package. Yeah, but but there's all there's all different levels to it. And not every guy is trying to trying to become like a, a dating coach. Most people aren't trying to do what I'm doing, right? Um, yeah, so no, no, yeah. So they don't need to to really they don't they don't need to put 12 years into it, right? Uh, but to get to, to where they want to get to with the girls that they want to meet and girls that they're really excited about, you can do that pretty quick, you know, with the right kind of mentorship. Have you ever thought about offering this to women? I've thought about it, but I think it's just it's a different it's a different market and it would require like a bit different messaging. Um, yeah. you know, it's funny, man. I think the guys who are who are uh, like dating coaches for women, they're a bit softer. You know what I mean? There's like a there's a, a little bit more of a softness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a little more of a softness there, and uh, and it's a little bit of a different perspective. And I'm so used to the sort of the masculine approach to things of like, bro, go for what you want. Stop being a bitch. Like, let's go, right? But rather than um, you know, like, it's just a different perspective from women, right? Because as a woman, you don't want you don't necessarily be going out. And, you know, approaching a bunch of guys or doing this or doing that. Yeah. It's a different game. It would be a different game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if, if I ever were to do that, I would, uh, you know, I'd probably bring another coach to help who had experience. That's what I was, yeah. yeah. offer my perspective on the side of things. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah. It's a big industry, though, man. Guys like Matthew Tussie, or I think, I think it's Matthew. That's his name, right? Matthew Tussie. Um, he's like the biggest dating coach for women. Uh, oh, Matthew Hussey, not Matthew Tussie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even for our business, like our demographic is mostly women. Women tend to spend more money on services and it's a, the, the dating advice for women industry is actually a lot bigger than for men. And the main reason for that is women are like they're not afraid to ask for help. Why? Guys have so much shame asking for help. Yeah. 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 Like that same ego stops them from having success. And guys also have this uh that ego, and that's why I, I dropped it twice, I dropped it one more time because I consider you both friends, I consider you a friend date, is I've seen this guy in action. You know, because you can see somebody on social media, then a guy can be like, oh, yeah, right, no, right. But it's like, I'm telling you, go on my social media, so I'm not tapping you guys. This guy, this girl, <laughs> like, smoothly, like, it, there's no, like, and I was so impressed. I'm going to kind of share an inside story. Here's story. So we were at a restaurant, me, Dave, and another friend of ours. And uh, so I'm, I'm watching Dave go up to these two girls who are, like, having dinner or having a drink, they were having something. And when Dave gets there, I'm reading the girl's body language that he was interested in because he told me what she was interested in. And at first, she was kind of like rejective. And, and I was like, okay, well, he's going to walk away, which is what I would have done. And Dave just stayed. And by, by the end of the night, like, night, like a few minutes later, she was no longer rejected. And then later in the night, we were already gone with some other girls. And then she messaged Dave. <laughs> and they were like, look, she just messaged me like a hearty kiss. Like, <laughs> and it was funny because... I, you you get to see like that's what proper like is this really, lift, that's is what it looks really like that is what mastery looks like where her first initial body language like hey we're having dinner like what do you want but he just stayed so cool so composed and the way he managed it I don't know what he was saying uh, you should actually have a microphone next time you next time he goes out Imagine, bro. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hey Dave take my phone with you put it on recording <laughs> uh, so just want to say that man, I was actually it's really impressive to see it see it happen in real life yeah. yeah but the crazy thing is like even interactions like that they're all super simple right it's, yeah. not, it's not like I'm not doing anything crazy it's, it's just basic stuff but just communicating on their level just nice there is cool like body. I think maybe maybe in terms of what you're saying is simple but your approach your body language uh, just the overall vibe the right? overall the vibe, vibe energy, energy is, is, yeah, even how you respond to their vibe I thought it was impressive because I was again I was kind of just observing but yeah man so glad we got to talk to you this is really cool yeah. absolutely and 
If you are watching this episode now and you need help by dating, getting the girls, this is the man you must connect. Yeah. Well, I agree. 100%. <laughs> I mean, you saw it. This yeah, I saw it. I saw it, man. So, there you go. guys. And <laughs> how can people find you on Instagram or social media? Uh, I'm gonna if be they want to get a solid I'm gonna be com- com- I'm gonna be commenting on Dave's post. <laughs> you're, starting, you're starting to give some uh, some coaching. So I've actually I've all, I've all, I've always done that. Okay, okay. So I've helped a lot of business. Me and you have talked about business too. Yeah. I'm just really good at looking at people's businesses and uh, identifying where the bottlenecks are and then how to solve them. So um, and I actually do charge for it and I've made some money up to eight hundred dollars a call. Okay. For okay. Even sometimes even more. Um, just because you know how valuable my time is depending on what season of my life I'm on but it is I'm just really good at listening to uh, other people's challenges or what they have going on in their business and giving like solid advice I've helped I've helped everyone in this room to some degree on their business kind of uh, what to do um, but I don't really promote it yet I'm still very heavily involved as the owner and CEO of Perfectness and Healthy Ladies Event Mission uh, so you know but I will be one day one day I'll, I'll settle down and I'll come visit you wherever you're at. <laughs> well, this is sort of like duo collaboration. Be in a village in Brazil. You didn't mention how did they find out on Instagram? Oh, you guys can find me on Instagram, uh, Wolf of Fitness. That's that's the best way to find me. I mean, this, this is what I have to say. Um, yeah. I have the, the honor to spend a lot of time with you. And when, always when I spend time with you, I just shut up and listen because the bombs that you're dropping, it's insane. Yeah. The yeah. knowledge, I mean, you told me like in, the, in your first podcast that we did together, you started business with 18, 20, 19 years old and the experience, it's, it's rock solid and it's really? definitely a, for everybody a huge advantage for the business and this works, I want to wrap it up. Thank you so much for taking the yeah. time for the podcast and see you in the next episode.